Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our second show in 2023. Uh, and today we're going to take a look again at uh, Saturn moving into Pisces, which begins on March the 7th. And uh, also maybe take a look at a few other things, but also given that we are, just have gone over the one-year anniversary for the uh, war of Russia against Ukraine, I thought we should take a look at where things are now, what we saw was happening back then, and see what the conditions for 2023 are for those two nations and the two leaders, uh, Putin and Zelensky, see what's going on in their charts too. Um, and then, of course, I'll open up their ways uh, to you with your questions and thoughts for me. And uh, certainly, uh, if you uh, just give me your first name, uh, so I have some way of addressing you. And then if you want to ask a question about the show or any other topic of astrology, that's great. If you want to talk about your chart or someone else's chart, perhaps, I just would need at least a birth date and a birthplace to do that. And of course, if you have time of birth, then I can be even more uh, comprehensive in, in what I'm looking at there and, and describing for you. Um, and again, just if you ever want to reach me, just the easiest way, the best way um, is to just drop me an email. Uh, and my email is just my name. It's Bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E uh, at gmail.com. And, um, and also you can find me on all the different media, social media platforms, whatever, with both my email and phone number in various places. So certainly you could always try calling me too, but uh, probably the faster way to get my attention is by email usually. Um, and again, uh, just as a couple of notes of what's happening here, yes, Saturn does go into Pisces on March the 7th, and that's fairly important because it's going to be there for a few years, and it hasn't been there since uh, 1993 to 94, and, oh, 93, 94, going on to 96. Um, and of course, this is also coming up here this month in March, uh, March 23rd, Pluto will move into, into Pisces, into Aquarius, I'm sorry, having been in Capricorn since 2008. Uh, and it will dance back into Capricorn fairly quickly, but then move into Aquarius to stay in January of 2024 and be there till 2044. So um, we'll want to talk more about that very historic change and see other times that, that Pluto was in Aquarius um, and see uh, what that might indicate for our time. Um, those other times being in the 1770s uh, into the uh, 1790s and then uh, the 1530s to the 1550s. Um, and so we'll look at that as well, perhaps, in our next show in March sometime. So uh, look forward to doing that with you all. So, um, again, it, it, if you want to reach me for any reason, just as I said, uh, drop me an email or, or try to call me if you can, if you find the phone number there, and I'll be happy to take up your questions. And sometimes you just have a quick question about some astrological matter, and I certainly love to talk shop. Uh, sometimes people want to talk about or have a question answered about their chart, and I'm willing to do that occasionally, but certainly to get a full reading, uh, then we arrange that in terms of a session, like an, a first session with me is usually an hour and a half, and it's very comprehensive looking at both the, the, the natal chart and what indicates about a person's life potentials and their opportunities and challenges throughout the entire life but then also a whole timeline of their life, maybe the arc of their life going back many years and ahead many years to see where they are now in that journey in this life. Uh, and those are always um, uh, 
quite amazing and fascinating experiences. It's what I do day after day, and I can't believe I've been doing it for so long and enjoying it so much. So uh, I'd love to do a reading for any and all of you who haven't had a reading. So um, let's begin by uh, taking a look again now at where we are. And so I thought today it would be helpful as we are approaching the entry of Saturn into Pisces on March the 7th. Um, and we just observed that, that anniversary of the war of Russia against Ukraine, that we would review that significance of what it means to have Saturn moving into Pisces and also consider these planetary indications for what 2023 looks like for the Russia-Ukraine war. So when I spoke about Saturn moving into the sign of Pisces in my show, that was in December 2022, I suggested that the passage of Saturn through the signs of the zodiac is one of the principal shapers of our experience of reality. Uh, and though I will always consider that the three outermost planets have deeper and longer-term indications for the quality of the period of human history we are experiencing, Saturn is important because it is the avatar or holder of the structures of reality by which we fulfill our needs as we make and establish the means to meet our needs and preserve our ways of living. I will always maintain that the planets do not cause anything, that is, they do not create the content of what we are faced with and are about to encounter. Those facts and matters of substance are made by us, by our past actions as creators of our present and future realities. But the planets can help us to understand the meanings behind a period, help us to understand what phase or stage of an experience we are going through individually and collectively, and so guide us as to how we might best face this moment in any cycle, and by this, what we might be able to fulfill of our spiritual destiny, what we are meant to be, which is simply to be and become better humans and ever more conscious creators of our reality. And the reason Saturn's passage through Pisces should be understood as significant simply comes from the fact that in Pisces, and again, this is true of what, whichever planet is moving through Pisces, we will experience the consequences or reaping of what we have sown during this last 29-year cycle of Saturn from Aries through Pisces. So for our purposes, that would mean we are going to experience a reaping in the realm of reality of Saturn that has been going on from 1996 until now. And of course, because the echoes of karma are manifold and deep, there'll be many influences that originate in the previous cycles that began for Saturn in 1967 and even back to 1937 and even earlier too. When a planet enters the sign of Pisces, it enters the fountain source of creation, the seed and heart of all creations, the source of our dreams and equally the fruits of their manifestations. Pisces is the dream. And here at the end of any cycle, it is the harvest or fruit of that cycle of experience too. And we should know this, that what we harvest is what will form the material of what we will sow. But it's not a mere repeat or looping of reality that we will create. 
because what we actually sow will be formed by the manner in which we receive and work with the fruits of our creation, by how we harvest those prior experiences, by what understanding we can bring to bear upon our karma, and by this ever-expanding exercise of our spiritual nature, we will form the dharma, the path, of making our way in the next cycle of becoming in what I call the houses of the holy ones, which is the zodiac. It is by our creativity, through our imagination and the power of creation, by our spiritual will, or alchemy, it is by these spiritual gifts that we can form our harvest into the seeds of the next and hopefully better cycle of our lives. If we face our harvest with fear, then what we form now as our seeds and what we will plant in 2026 and beyond, when Saturn goes into Aries, will form a more bittersweet fruit at the end of the upcoming cycle, which in our case will be in 2053. But if we can face the harvest of our consequences with love, humility, and grace, if we can understand why things turned out as they did, to see through to the truths that steered us to creations that we did well, and also show us how and why what was more poorly done, if we can understand what errors of commission or omission we need to amend, and if we choose to live by our faith and so act with courage to do and be better, then we will sow our seeds of a more meaningful and beautiful future for one and for all. It begins with each of us in our sacred center where we are held in the wisdom, love, and guidance of our higher self. There is no judgment there, no reward or punishment to be had. The true nature of the spirit at the center of each one of us and of everything is simply pure divine love. It is through this love and forgiveness that we can turn our errors into blessings change our doubts into wisdom and our fears into the living faith that we are the makers of what we are and what we will be because we really do have a choice. We will make many more mistakes, but we will learn to be better too. Then we need in our most intimate relationships with our loved ones and friends and then with our fellowships, and communities and so on, we need to cooperatively perform these same re-examinations of the harvest from our, from our created shared spaces of all our relationships with one another. We only grow through our combinations with one another and depending upon how each of us has conducted ourselves with one another, these shared fruits will be sweet or bittersweet. But here, too, we must remember that what holds us in our willingly and lovingly created unions with each other is this essential energy form that binds one and all, which is divine love. If we remember to form and hold ourselves and our shared sacred spaces by this eternal truth, 
we will forgive one another our trespasses and so be able to create those better sacred spaces for a deeper and more complete union with one another. Saturn in Pisces brings the final test of Saturn, which is our test of faith. The question for us all is what is the source of your faith? What is the source of your hope for a better future? The ancient wisdom holds that your faith is embedded in your true nature, that you are a spark of the divine light who is on a journey of self-becoming with innumerable fellow monads of the one, and that your true nature is formed by the light that shines in all realms of creation, divine, unconditional love. So as Saturn enters Pisces here in March 2023, we must each individually and in our communities, fellowships, cultures, and nations too, we must all use this time of harvest to consider what we have made and what we have learned since the present cycle of Saturn started in 1996. But it is not only what we did or did not do in 1996, but in all the years that followed, in 97 and 98, in 2008 and 2016 and 2020. Yes, all of it was made by you and me, made for you and me, and now we have to accept the fruits of our dreaming and doing. We have to face the dweller on the threshold, the shadowed fears of yesterdays and yesteryears, and choose to turn towards the light of love in our hearts. Just as Saturn started a new cycle by moving into Aries 27 years ago, I would also like to note that Putin's rise to power began in 1996 when he moved from St. Petersburg to Moscow to work with Yeltsin and then succeed him first as prime minister in 1999 and then in 2000 as president. This would mean that as Saturn goes through Pisces, that we are watching the entirety of Putin's history of leading Russia for him and others who rose to power then, and that they are to be reaping all that they have done since 1996 until now. So, so with that in mind, let us now consider what the astrological indications are for Russia and Ukraine in 2023. With regards to the significance of the planetary energies for 2023 that help understand the influences and meanings for Vladimir Putin and Russia and Volodymyr Zelensky and Ukraine, we should review what was indicated for 2022 and see what changes lie ahead for 2023. So remember, for 2022, the triggering planet for Putin's invasion of Ukraine was the same influencer as his invasion and seizure of Crimea eight years earlier, which was Uranus opposite his son back in 2014. For 2022, Uranus was opposite his son's ruler, which is Venus. Moreover, the reality planet of Saturn 
was squaring his Pluto and opposite his Jupiter in 2014. And then in 2022, he had Saturn opposite his Pluto and squaring his Jupiter. And we should also note that each of these alignments would trigger or activate his propensity, given his own Jupiter-Pluto natal square, to seek to impose or force one's beliefs upon others. So in 2023, there are several major transits in Putin's chart. Uranus will be on or conjunct his Jupiter whilst also squaring his Pluto, which is the very natal aspect, his Jupiter-Pluto square, that Saturn activated last year. This time, Putin will be surprised by this move over his Jupiter, and his emotional attachments will be severely tested as Uranus goes over his Pluto. Moreover, Neptune will be squaring his Mars for the entire year, which will bring about a great deal of confusion and probably misguided actions, as well as bring an influence that brings to many people a loss of energy and vitality that he'll feel throughout the year. And finally, the planet of reality, Saturn, will be squaring his moon all year long, and as a result, he'll be emotionally isolated and depressed. All in all, I do not think that Putin is going to have a good year at all. For 2022 in Russia, I know that the major influences in that chart were similar also to what had happened in 2014 and similar to the alignments in Putin's chart. In 2014, Russia had Pluto opposite Jupiter and Uranus squared Jupiter too, while Saturn was semi-squared to Uranus. Just like in Putin's chart, that combination of Pluto and Uranus to Jupiter indicated the very strong possibility of attempting by force of will to impose one's beliefs upon another. That Saturn-Uranus aspect added to the tension between the established order and the desire for freedom to do as one wishes. So last year, 2022, that same Saturn-Uranus aspect was back this time as a waxing aspect, but this time it was with Uranus on Venus and opposite Russia's Pluto, indicating a more extreme example of the struggle between freedom, will, and value. Finally, the most elusive but most telling transit for Russia was the square of Neptune to the midheaven and nadir of Russia's chart. I described it as somewhat like an existential crisis, as with the house of roots and origins and the house of destiny being shaped and influenced by Neptune, there was bound to be a great deal of confusion for Russians as they question the foundations for their nation of where it is rooted and where it finds its security and equally on its purpose or destiny. Disillusionment and confusion would be the result. So in 2023, an even more powerful alignment of Neptune is happening for Russia as it now enters the seventh house, the house of relationships. What this means is that the experience and nature of Russia's relationships with the rest of the world will become more confused 
as they face disillusionment or deception and self-deception. Compounding this will be Saturn aligning with Russia's Mercury so that the state or quality of thinking and communication will become tested, shadowed, and fearful. The state of mind in Russia will be constrained by doubts and fears. Now, for Zelensky in 2022, I noted that Uranus was opposite his own Uranus, which is one of the main indicators for anyone of going through the challenges and opportunities of the so-called midlife crisis. It calls upon all of us at such a time to choose to become a more truly individuated person, a more authentic version of oneself. And he also had Saturn opposite his moon, which creates a deep sadness and fear of being cut off from the support one needs. So now, in 2023, Zelensky has Neptune squaring his Jupiter. Actually, this is true for 2023 and 2024. And this brings about a period where one must question and re-examine the truths that guide one's life whether those be cultural, scientific, or spiritual truths. It can bring about a crisis of faith, but it is really an instrument to let go of old assumptions and half-truths and make one's way to a greater understanding. Moreover, 2023 is the year in which Pluto, the planet of the will, is is opposite to Zelensky's Mars, This is also in effect through 2024, and it indicates that Zelensky is engaged in a great struggle for survival, and he will have to draw upon his determination and personal strength to face very great challenges. Ukraine in 2022 had Uranus enter the fourth house of their roots and foundations, while it also opposed Pluto in the 10th house of destiny. This most certainly indicated a test of will and determination and the experience of the violation of one's boundaries or sacred space. And just like Zelensky, Ukraine had Saturn on its moon, and the country equally experienced a deep sadness and feeling of being cut off from support. For 2023, Ukraine has Uranus squaring the moon which indicates a very unsettled quality for the people of Ukraine, a higher degree of vulnerability, but equally a time to break reactive behaviors so that one may be more innovative and surprising in one's responses. Also in 2023, Saturn is opposite the sun in Ukraine's chart, which means it is undergoing an endurance test, a critical test of its character and fortitude. The challenge is to endure, but equally to focus on responsibilities and let go of structures or patterns which are not supportive. So, so the picture for both Putin and Russia and Zelensky and Ukraine is certainly most challenging, and one would expect this to be the reality in a brutal war of aggression. It is not surprising, after all, as there is almost no scenario where there is a winner and a loser in any war, 
because the very greatest of spiritual crimes is occurring on the largest scale imaginable. And there is so much pain and suffering on both sides that the echoes of this failure to love rather than, and to hate rather than love, will be with us for many years to come. The most basic and horrific of spiritual crimes is the trespassing or invasion of the sacred space of any human. Spiritually, I consider this to be the first crime, the ultimate sin of not experiencing and treating any other who is before us as a spiritually divine presence too. This is why the first step for any aggressor in a war is to dehumanize or demonize their opponent, as Putin has done by labeling many of the people of Ukraine and the Ukrainian government as being Nazis. As always, the first casualty in any war is the truth. But the light of truth is within every one of us, and we have eyes that see and ears that hear, and we know who is standing for love and who is consumed by hate. Our heart and thoughts are for all those who are facing the fearful darkness of hate that has turned relatives and neighbors against one another, all because of the hatred and fear that has seized one man and some people who have chosen the darkness over the light. So we say, may peace return to Ukraine and her people, and may they and many others plant the seeds of a better world in the weeks, months, and years to come. I'm reminded of just the other day, which I think was just yesterday, I have a, I have a client in, in Kiev, Ukraine, and uh, of course her birthday was is, it actually was the day of the invasion last year, February 24th, and I wrote to her uh, and said, I'm calling or I'm writing to wish you happy birthday, but I, and it's not a happy birthday and I'm so sad. And I sent a similar message uh, on the 24th of February again this year on the anniversary of the invasion. Uh, and she's still in Kiev and she's still fine, but anything is but fine uh, given what is going on there. And we, all of us need to, Think of this every day as this continues in the world and all the other troubles and difficulties around the world that are happening as well. We need to send our loving thoughts and, and care and consideration to those who are in peril, whose lives have been threatened or disrupted by um, people with, who are broken. And that's why these things happen. Okay. Um, anyways, let me, as always, take a little sip here uh, before I start talking some more to all of you who are holding on there. And again, I just want to remind you that um, when I call upon you, uh, just to at least give me um, your first name so I know who I'm talking to, uh, and then your question. Uh, and if you're uh, asking about your chart or someone else's chart, which seems to happen uh, quite a bit, um, please just make sure you give me at least a date of birth and a place of birth. And if you have it, of course, um, then also um, a, a time of birth. All right. Um, okay, so let's, 
let's go here in what I hope is the correct order. And again, I don't always know because the way it gets planted here in the in the the module of um, Blog Talk Radio. Um, but let's go with you. Uh, caller number one, as far as I can tell, with the area code of eight six zero. So I'm talking to somebody with eight six zero. Who's who's there? Hi, Bill. It's Amla. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you, Amla? I'm doing good. Thank you. It's so fascinating what you're talking about the Russian chart. Thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. Oh, sure. I, well, yeah, I did, I did that last year, I guess, in early March after the invasion and talked about, you know, Russia and Putin and Zelensky and Ukraine and the charts are there. And I probably maybe when I post the transcript for this one, I'll put those charts up again because it is fascinating. Um, um, but again, whether it's the conflict between two individuals in a very more limited way or the conflict of nation to nation in this very epic way, uh, as I see it, it all is part spins out of the same understanding of, yeah. of that people do bad things. Most people aren't yeah. evil, but they're, they're fearful and fear makes people yeah. do the worst of things. Um, and um, so I we just want to hopefully try to dial down the fear in the world and bring people back to, you know, trusting one another and loving yeah. one another. Yeah. Yeah. The oneness, the oneness and that's what Pisces <laughs> is about, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's the sign of compassion, empathy, and forgiveness, but it, it also, yeah. you know, um, we have a hard time forgiving ourselves when we fall into mistakes and make the same mistakes day in, day out. We, you know, whether it's a simple yeah. thing like trying to stay on a diet or, or not, not, not yelling at our pet when they make a mess or <laughs> whatever it may be. Exactly. And they go, damn, damn it, I did it. I did it again. But at least we're aware and we're hopefully trying to get a handle on it over time. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, yeah. I think it's just a matter of like, you know, our, like Wayne Dyers, I really follow him. He passed, I think, about 10 years ago and actually in 13. And yeah. he, it's just yeah. a simple, simple line that he says, are you better? Just be better than you used to be, which could mean two minutes ago. It could mean 30 seconds ago. You know, that's what, yes. that's what it's all about. You know, it's like everybody's on a different yeah. path and, and respecting and accepting one another for, for who they are as they are. Um, and one Yeah, I have a similar way I think about it when I think of consciousness as being like this glowing orb of light within us, let's say, that goes up and down, uh, going up meaning it's becoming more inclusive and more pure loving and, and, and all that yeah. and more compassion. And then when pain yeah. or suffering or difficulties happen, it, we, so it, it plunges down to a darker space of more fight, fight or flight and, and defensiveness and, and worry and, and captured by fear. And the whole challenge yeah. of life is to keep, try, keep it up high, not let it drop down into the reactive mode and be more yeah, exactly. truly responsive. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's part of the amazing, journey. Amazing yeah. stuff. Um, I do have a question, though. Um, can, sure, do you have my sure, chart? Sure. Do you have... I, 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 while we were talking, I figured you might have a question, so I, I popped it up. There it is, and I'm looking at it. Awesome, sure. Awesome. Yep. Um, so, okay, so March is right around the corner, of course, but I was just wondering, in the chart of this year, do you see me in a, a, a respectful and, and committed relationship? Um, it's been topsy-turvy, but I really feel very clear, very together. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you, you've just gone through a, 
big shift, um, which was we always look at those two big indicators that at least I look at right away to say what's going on in a person's chart, which is the progressed moon and then the transiting Saturn and then other things. We'll, you know, we'll look at those two, but those two come up first and, and your progressed moon, you just shifted from the moon being in Gemini, which would have been for two, two plus years, um, yeah. going well back into 20. 19, 2020, um, and it moved into cancer. I just moved into cancer on February 20th. And okay. so your whole emotional module, you could say, has shifted from being more mindful and thoughtful and curious, but restless and not sort of scattered at times to becoming very yeah. much more centered and concerned about caring and nurturing and grounding and connecting and being much more in touch with your feelings, being much more yeah. sensitive and able to be sensitive about what yeah. I need, what I, what I'm capable of giving or what I would love to receive. So, yeah. and again, and this is where you're really doing your work, you know, cause you've got your Saturn in cancer and it's in that fifth house of love. And so here now the moon is really just activating that realm of I've wanted security in my life and I've wanted love, but I know it couldn't really happen until I really, was firmly established in terms of my own centeredness and securing myself for myself first. And through that also realizing that I didn't need to get love. I just needed to acknowledge the love that I am. And then the no. love that's around me and the love that's around me would come, come marching in too. Um, and so there is this greater likelihood just from this one shift of the moon that I'm in a better space for this to happen. Um, okay. Okay, that, 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 that certainly is very, very possible. And some of these yeah. other more challenging transits of 2022 of, are now going away like uh, that, so okay. that you don't have Neptune on your sun and, and your moon now. I mean, once we get past, well, actually, right now, the Neptune made it finish its passage over your, over your sun. It finishes on the 27th of February. So every day after that, the the experience of yourself and the world around you becomes more and more stable, less fuzzy, clearer, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Um, so you were in, you were in a very spacey place for the last year, um, which is wonderful. And that also helps us do let go and grow, but we're not going to have anything solid right away from that. But now you're sort of coming back into the so quote unquote real world. Um, so real yeah. things can happen. So I, I do think so. I do think you're in a much better, much better place do you, for relationship now. Do you see a certain now. month or something? I'm just was asking, like a certain, I know you, you talked about this, it's pr pretty much here after tomorrow, which is the 27th, but I'm not expecting, right. expecting it like tomorrow or even next week, but I'm just, do you have something in oh, mind? It, 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 well, yeah, it, will, it will take time for that Neptune to keep pulling away from your sun and, 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 and from the moon, which was, was, was a double double contact here but day after day okay. from every day after day in march and then if in april and beyond you'll realize it's not coming back i'm in i'm in a clear space now and i'm not so i'm not so confused i'm not getting these mixed messages or signals that i'm having a hard time parsing in terms of what am i experiencing and who is this or what do i what am i feeling you'll be yeah. settling down again yeah Okay. So it's okay. basically, yeah. So this time forward, springing forward. That that sounds awesome. I'm excited for yeah, this. No, 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 no. It, yeah. it should be great. And again, I, you know, I also would think that um, you know these next many months, that moon 
is going to spend the next seven months in the sign of cancer in that fifth house, which is the house of self-expression, creativity, and love, which means it's time to okay. stretch myself in how I show my love and how I receive the love of another. And so I Absolutely. just need to be open to, to a different yeah. way of being in that realm. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. This is so great. And I, I just wanted to confirm it was the Neptune and Pisces, that spiritual fogginess last year. Yes, that it really, was. It, was, it, it was a spin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, well it's, it's just the way your chart is structured that your sun and moon are square each other, as you know, your moon in Virgo, your sun in Sag. Yeah. And so yes. no matter what, in this last year, you, because they're so close together, or close in aspect or degree of placement, Neptune was on both of them for the whole year. So, oh, my God. I, I mean, didn't know it, that. I wish it. Oh wow. My, and, and, well, I'm glad that's Emily, done. You were, well, no, it's it's a magical mystery tour. It's great if you're on a spiritual quest and journey, but if you're trying to stay more tethered to reality, it's really, really, really hard. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. you'll be forgiven, uh, whatever. But now, now you're going to come back. But it will have left you altered. That's the whole point. You're not the same person. Yeah. And it did. I was really. I I scraped out the barrel of spiritual. I mean, there were some tough times, but. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's always for the highest good. I truly believe that. So um, good, that Neptune good. and Pisces was doing its thing, and I knew I would I would persevere because it's a belief system. It's it's really believing that there's not only a higher power, everything's for your highest good. So to wrap yep, up with that, yep. thank you so much. Thank you for this. Okay. So. Okay, Emma. Okay, be well. Okay. You All right. Too. I'll, I'll talk Take to you again. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay, uh, let's go on to uh, the next person here in the queue. Uh, 780, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Jay Cole from Canada. Thanks for taking my call today. Oh, hi there. How are you? Pretty good at yourself. I'm, I'm doing okay. I just had a birthday uh, back well, a week or so ago, yeah, and uh, the celebrations continue here and there, so that's so always fun uh, and enjoyable. So I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah, it was, it's good, you know. Um, how about, and what's it's going on for you? You're, you're, yeah, I think you're in Canada, right? How are, how are things Japan. there? Well, you know, it's pretty, you know, weather's always interesting and uh, it's interesting what's going on in the world and things like that, and what you were saying with uh, Ukraine and Russia and the energies yeah. that are coming up right now is really interesting. I got a little talk to a little bit about that, uh, but okay. yeah, it's interesting times right now. Um, yeah. So my question is that um, uh, I actually got, my last day at work was actually on Friday and I'm applying for different jobs at different um, different uh, industries. So I'm not sure which one to, to choose because some will have longevity and some will actually have, uh, uh, I just say it, it won't give me a short period of time working there. So I'm not sure what to do, uh, which I got about three different industries to go into. But I'm not sure which one it mm-hmm. is. So I just wonder the astrological chart would actually help me point me in a, a direction where I would actually okay. apply for that industry. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so in terms of um, these choices of which way to go when presented with, with, with some choices, that is, the thing to keep in mind right now is that, um, you know, your, your Saturn is at the very, very beginning of Pisces. And so Saturn is marching into Pisces on March the 7th, 
and you're going to experience your second Saturn return on March the 8th. <laughs> so basically, you're the Saturn, Saturn going to Pisces is Saturn coming home to you, uh, literally. And that means you now have to acknowledge that how I lived my life and the parameters of deciding what was the right thing to do versus not the right thing to do for me for these last 29 years will have to shift and no longer apply for this next many years of my life. I have to live for not altogether different reasons. Many things remain because they're just part of life. But I have to change my my time horizons, my horizons of what is the good and what is meaningful now. And so I want to think about the rest of my life and how I want to live it now. So it's time to think of trying to come up as much as you can with a shift. It may be minor, but it can be big. Some people really say, you know, I can't do this anymore and I got to go off in a totally new direction now. I got to change careers or start something I put aside long ago. Or I'm thinking of, I need, I need to be secure now. I've only got so many years left to get myself set for my retirement and I can't think short term now. I got to think long term and start changing my mix of how I save and start saving more if I haven't been saving. And all those questions are coming because now I realize much, there's much more time behind me than ahead of me. <laughs> we, can, we knew that already, but now it's really coming home. And I'm, you know, here I am at the end of my 50s. And so how many years more do I have? And for many, it can be many, many years, but they won't be the same. So the 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 formula for figuring out what's the best choice for me is very different. Now, as Saturn does make this move into Pisces and goes over your Saturn, you know you've got your own Saturn moon opposition. So literally, a week later on March 13th, Saturn's opposite your moon, and then it does again in October and then in November. And that's the emotional life and inner life versus the outer life and holding those together which we have to do to have a good life. But I feel the tension this year between my need for security and having a safe home and good home and my need for outward validation and physical or material success. And so I don't want to work too hard and then end up having no friends, but I don't want to spend time with all my friends and family and then my career goes bust. So I need to re realign that necessary integration of these two realms in my life this year. Um, but it does mean I need to fight any tendencies to slip into sadness or emotional withdrawal. And if I feel that happening, I've got to fight that and reach out and ask for help or call a friend and get together with somebody so I don't isolate myself emotionally. That's the danger. And it could be because I throw myself into work too much and I realize, yeah, I'm working really hard, but I got to make time for friends or whatever it may be. Something, some things along these lines of balancing, a balancing act is what's required this year um, is what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, but also the planet Uranus, which is the awakener and brings in things that we do not expect or had not expected or didn't even see coming. That planet this year is, is marching through your sixth house, the house of work, the house of how I order my life and, and causing disruptions and surprises there, but also unusual opportunities there. And Uranus will go over your Venus this year in that house three times. I mean, it's on it three times exactly, um, which means this is a year where there's unusual and exciting opportunities in the workspace would be one way of reading that, but also in the relationship or love space. 
So if I'm with somebody, we need to open the doors and windows and let some fresh air in to make our relationship more interesting and, and lively again. And if I'm not with somebody, I should get ready because somebody's coming <laughs> or, or something or people are coming. They're going to stir me up and make me take a new interest or a deeper interest in certain social activities or delights or enjoyments in the world. Venus is value, beauty, love. And Uranus on Venus means almost anything could happen this year. It's a time for love. It's a time for fun. But since that Venus is also in your sixth house of work, it would imply if there's in that new work coming or in a new job activity, I probably don't want to do the same old, same old. I want something that excites me and stimulates me and I find a new expression of my value in the work. Remember, last year you had Saturn on your Venus. So last year you were feeling tough, tough things about value, not feeling valued, not feeling valuable. At times I was feeling like I'm, I, I lack strength or value or I don't feel so valuable. This year's the opposite. This year it's like, wow, look what I found I can do or look what I like. And it's, it's, like, it's like this is the year of enjoying a flowering of value in your life. Okay. So I would, keep your, I would keep your eyes and ears open for opportunity. And given that, that your Venus is in your sixth house of work and rules it, but also it rules your 11th house of friends, and Uranus is the planet of companionship and friendship, you definitely should be talking to your friends and friends inside and outside of work for new opportunities coming to you in your relationship life, but certainly coming to you in your work life. All right. Don't just don't just look at the online listings or whatever. I would be networking with friends. Okay. Or or a friend might just in a chance encounter say, Hey, have you heard about this? And like, oh my goodness, you know, it's like so they're the they're the person who brings you the opportunity and it maybe not not deliberately, not choosing to, but just there it is. Okay. All right. Yes, expect the unexpected with your yeah, expect the unexpected with Uranus. <laughs> and and sometimes, you know, when a friend says, oh, this seems like a good thing, and you go, oh, what, is what do they know? I mean, I, I you know, but because you're thinking, we think we know, right? But this is the kind of year where the universe may bring you something, and it comes in a really out-of-ordinary way, and that's the one to take, take special, make, put special attention on, all right? Don't dismiss it just because it came in a way you didn't expect. All right. Okay. I see. And uh, yeah, so so the universe is bringing you blessings. Uh, that's Uranus to the Venus. And if I'm not mistaken, Jupiter is in Aries, but it's going to go into Taurus. Does it get to your sixth house? No, it's not till next year. So this year, there's a lot of growth of creativity and play and fun and recreation. So don't forget to play this year, Jay. Is what it's saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. It was good talking to you. All right? I'm grateful for the blessings of your reading today. I'm just writing all the stuff down and uh, just taking notes here. So. Oh, great, great. Well, if you want to, okay, the show is always um, within, I don't know how many minutes, they, the program gets processed and uploaded to the blog site, uh, blog talk radio site. You can always listen to it again if you needed to. Okay? Thanks. I'm grateful. Okay. Have a okay, great day. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay. Uh, next here, who do we have? We have um, someone calling from 646. You're on with yes. Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Thank you so much. This is Priscilla calling from Priscilla. New York. Hi. Yes. Okay. So nice to talk to you. And do yes. I, good. I, do I have you um, in my database here? You should. You should. Born okay. in India? It's it. Okay, September yes. Capricorn moon? There you go. Okay, great. So how are you today? I'm doing well, okay. thank you. Enjoyed your talk, yes. Oh. So um, my que- I'm so glad I got on. <laughs> my question is this. <laughs> I have my condo on the market here, and um, I am just waiting for a solid offer. We were negotiating with someone, but that fell flat after a couple, like two or three weeks. They finally came back and said they're not moving up and they really can't afford more. So um, I need to sell this condo before I can purchase a property elsewhere. And I'm really itching to move, so I would love to see what you see. Okay. Uh, let, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, um, let me run the, the, t- the timeline, the progressions and transits, and also just look at it physically, like I just look at the wheel and see where all the planets are. So in that okay. quick, quick view, um, Yes, you've had for over a year and a half, almost two years now, Saturn marching through your sixth, your fourth house of the home, right. foundations and roots. That's the house of real estate. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, over the last, um, let me see, 18 months, so the last year and a half, you also have your progressed moon moving through there. So this is a very lit up part of your chart, Priscilla, <laughs> this, this house mm. of, of real estate right. and home. Yeah, it's, it's a really active area. But of course, Saturn there says, I, I'm trying to make decisions now of a long-term nature. It's not short-term decisions. I want to be more secure, right. b- build more security yeah. in my life. I want to make a choice to cut something out and commit to something else. Um, right. And absolutely. Saturn's going to remain I'm so there. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Saturn's going to remain there another year. So it doesn't mean it's going to take another year to accomplish anything like this, but it does mean uh, it may take some more time. Let's just see what the alignments are of all the planets. So the progressed moon. I thought Saturn was going all... to move into the fifth house. No? And, um, in uh, March. Well, it, 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 it won't. It, well, it goes into Pisces, but you have your fifth house is actually nine degrees of Pisces, and Saturn doesn't quite get that far this year it it, it 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 gets it doesn't get to the it doesn't get to your fifth house i'll tell you till february 25th 2024 next year um got it yeah so that's that it, that would definitely say okay not so good now you said there was a potential deal being had but then it fell through and that was yeah last year that or was, when, when was it? no this was we just found out last week and someone came today oh interested yeah that was that was okay we put we put our uh, condo on the market. It's been on the market for three months now. Um, okay. And um, so someone came today. They seem interested, but I'm hoping they'll come through. But they just started their search, so you never know. Um, but the white yeah, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> Well, again, I mean, the, the thing is, kind of interesting is that uh, as Saturn now, Saturn was on your Venus all last year in a good way. So that was a good thing for you in terms of valuation and actually made a good contact to your Jupiter just on February 21st. So you weren't under difficult or challenging aspects from Saturn for the most part. And now the main aspect of Saturn for this year is Saturn lines up with your Mm -hmm. rising sign, the ascendant. 
and mm-hmm. lines up therefore equally with the descendant because they are they're, they're opposite to each other in a positive way, which is great for contracts and negotiations mm-hmm. and agreements because it's mm-hmm. itself another. Mm-hmm. So there's something okay. really positive here in April, uh, and then again in oh. August and 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 in August as well. So maybe something, maybe that contact is something. Um, we don't have Mercury I retrograde until April. later in April. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. See. April looks pretty good, but let me look at other indicators I here. I was actually hoping this oh. month, uh, Bill, because I was hoping something would happen <laughs> in March because I've been at it for a while now. Unfortunately, well, it was like a bad decision to be on the market during the holidays, and that it just felt like that was just wasted time. Yeah, you, know, uh, it, 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 you never know, but yeah, I get people. Yeah, so people might have had a need to do it. I mean, people all of a sudden they're yeah. having a baby, and oh my god, we get we get a bigger mm-hmm. house. Or you know, you never know what's driving a people at whatever time of the year. Pregnant, she's actually yeah. pregnant. Yeah. She already has a baby. And yeah. they need more space. <laughs> and they live exactly. in the area. Exactly. So those. <laughs> yeah, so that so that, that so it you know it you never know but um but the good news is that yeah this year also Uranus which is bringing those unusual and sort of things that come out of who knows where uh, experiences mm. if it's a good aspect it's an opportunity and Uranus this year is trining your ve- your moon all year long now again the moon rules the feeling and emotional life but it also rules real estate matters and that's ah, that's building okay. in in May and climaxing in June. And so you, again, got a nice spring energy here that should be very supportive. I don't, I'm not seeing anything that would be inhibiting or, or denying or frustrating mm-hmm. what you're trying to do here. So I'm, I'm, okay, I'm let me just see what, you, let me see what Jupiter's doing. Okay, that's yeah, the I heard house. like, I, I thought Mars is going to be traveling over Jupiter soon, no? And that was supposed to help bring me luck. Mars over Jupiter. Your Mars over your Jupiter. Um, That's in about a couple of weeks. Um, Your Jupiter itself is in your sixth house now. When it gets to your seventh Uh house, that Uh is very favorable for contracts and negotiations. That doesn't happen again until June. So, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that nothing will happen, but, but you do, you're mm-hmm. quite right. If we're just looking at that planet Mars, um, mm-hmm. and again, it is one of the rulers of your chart because you've got Scorpio rising, it would be on or about, let's say March 22, is when you're going to have Mars on your Jupiter. And that is favorable. Um, mm-hmm. yes. So I would agree. But you might uh-huh. find even more favorability coming a little later with these other alignments. Uh-huh. Okay, but uh-huh. but uh-huh. I, I don't I don't see anything that should should prevent this for you. I mean, mm-hmm. all everything mm-hmm. else is equal. So so just keep at it. Keep at it. You know. Keep at it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Keep at oh, it. Oh, I'm yep. so ready to move. Yeah, actually, okay. I, I well, came from a bigger space to a smaller space, and it's just not what I anticipated. So I need to move. Well, thank you so okay, much, well, Bill. I appreciate well, it. Well, well, good luck. Good luck. I'll talk to you again, okay? Yes, thank you. All right, okay. bye. Okay, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, then. Um, we got time for one more. Sure. Okay, so um, 917, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? Oh, Bill, it's your favorite Gemini air sign. Oh, no, not her again. I <laughs> know. Uh, what are we going to do? Too much time oh, with you. Yeah. 
No, no, you know, air signs. We just love to talk and talk and talk that's and right. talk. Um, that's right. It's, it's, it's the world of mind. It just goes spiraling up to all different directions and, and realms. Uh, so, so, yes, right. it's Alex. How are you? I'm, I'm pulling up your chart as we speak. And, um, yes. and what's, what's going on for you? Right. Oh, yeah. you know, just wishing that I had more patience. But, you know, oh, God. that's how it goes. Oh, right? come on. <laughs> you, so you, well, you, well, patience with yourself or patience with others or both? What do you mean, patience? Both. Clearly both. Both. Well, you know, so that is one yeah. of your challenges. You're born with a Sun-Mars conjunction, you know, and, and, know. Then, and then that Mars, uh, you know, is quite strongly aspected to, to that planet Uranus, not to mention Pluto a little bit, but really to Uranus. That is hyper energy, Alex. That is just well, yeah. You're faster. You're fast and quick, and other people are slow. No, they're not slow. You're just fast and quick. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think I, uh, I define quicksilver. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so it's not that you have to slow yourself down, but when you're interfacing with others, you definitely have to sort of give them the space to absorb what you just said and have the time, time to think about it then to return a response to you rather than moving on to finishing the sentence for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting better. Hey, that's why I'm being trained. You know, if I'm a mediator, and just listen to other people. Well, yeah. well no, that being a mediator, you've, you're, you're, that, that, is, that is actually a very good path for you to take because Gemini can see both sides or many sides to an issue so they can help right. people come to realize there's there's truth in this and truth in that. And let's find the, the where it, they intersect and we could come to an agreement. Um, but it, since you are so impatient or quick in your own thinking, um, this task of having to listen to somebody else and then listen to the other person and then trying to figure out the way through that is a really good use of your intelligence without you yourself, you know, jumping the gun and saying right away what you think or what should be done. You're having to listen. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Is, so I think I'm maybe good exercise I'm gonna get this com- I'm gonna get this karma fix completed on this end with that. So here's well, my yeah. quick well, question, Bill. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. You know I have this sure. whole Saturn thing going on my first house. Blah, 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 blah. However, yeah. I have this property they need to sell, much like your friend our friend before. <laughs> and I know it's not gonna okay. sell for a few months because there's judicial issues attached to it. Um, but I do want to know if I don't even know how you can see this. If it's going to sell somewhere like September, any any time from like yesterday until you know November first. Okay. Well, well, Saturn. You know, again, Saturn is restrictions, or if it's positive, it's yeah. it's structuring things or flowing. And the big aspect in your chart this year is indeed Saturn, as it goes into the beginning of Pisces, is going to line up with your Jupiter at the beginning of Virgo. So all long, all year long, you've got you've got Saturn square Jupiter, uh, Saturn opposite Jupiter. Um, so it's a, a time of, you know, it's a t- it's a time where I have to, you know, focus on what I can grow in and how I can grow and not myself too thin and be focused and but not be so fearful or focused that I miss opportunities so it's balancing that out but it does mean some serious decisions we've made in a year like this uh, including economic decisions but it's equally true that you know you've got Saturn 
this whole year by being in the beginning degrees of Pisces, lining up with your Venus there in the fourth house of the home um, and mm-hmm. real estate. So, but it's, it's, it's making its one exact pass right now on March 7th, the day Saturn goes into, into Pisces. So you should definitely okay. be looking at first week of March for something that could be possibly advantageous with this. Um, okay. Is, is I my, have, I already have an offer. I have a contract, but there's a, there's a legal piece that has other pieces attached to it. Until that legal piece gets cleared up, I can't turn over the keys. Okay. Okay. So you're prevented by a legal snafu or entanglement that has to be resolved. Well, just something that has that to be, could be the sat- yeah. yeah. Well, that Saturn-Jupiter thing could be it because Jupiter is the law and, and legal things and Saturn right. is reality. And so that Saturn yeah. to Jupiter opposition will be exact here in, as I said, in the second week of March. And then come back again in October and finish up in late November. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take till November, but if this is what's, in, what's the indicator of what you're dealing with here, it might take that long. That's okay. November is the, I have, I have my contract. I just, I do not want to own a piece of property in the Northeast in another winter. This was the worst. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a bad winter though. With five houses on it. What? Oh God. Okay. Whatever. But I'm just saying, you know, we had a mild winter. I mean, most of us did. So, um, but I get you. you want, you're you're no longer. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. You did. Okay. So, so anyways, yeah. yeah. So hopefully this does finalize that and just be patient. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So we were yeah, looking at fine. this probably won't happen until the fall. Let right. me just see where Jupiter itself is. Jupiter, I mean, only thing is Jupiter does enter your second house of resources, value, and money and income. Yeah. Um, like that. Starting in, starting in mid-March. And so you're definitely going to feel, well, that just could be your business taking off and more business coming. And so I feel, I feel more valuable. I feel I'm being valued by others more. And that kind of growth of value is not because of selling a property necessarily. It's okay. because I feel good about what I'm doing. So it could just be that. I don't want to tie it to the one no, one thing. Okay. It's, it's probably more I, general. I, I know it's going to be later. I just don't want it to be like next year. Okay. Know what I mean? Well, untangle that legal matter. <laughs> we're so working funny. on it. We're working on it. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, well, right. At least I'm completing that big piece of karma with my dad and, yeah. the, house and the property and the home I married. So that I feel good about. Okay. That's good. That's All good. Right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Alex. Okay, well, talk to you later. Thank you. The the whole Putin thing is awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. Bye. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, <clears throat> bye. Okay, everyone. Well, that was great. Um, good to see you or hear you all. And I'll be back again in March, as I said, to probably take another look at Pluto and maybe some of its effects on what's going on in the world, looking at history, what happened when it did this last time, and also what countries might be or areas might be most affected by this early move of Pluto into Aquarius, leaving Capricorn. It, again, it doesn't get into Aquarius to stay till next year, but we're getting sort of this early peak at its influence as it moves into a totally new sign. It's been in the same sign of a Capricorn since 2008, so we'll see what we might expect as it journeys through the sign of Aquarius. Okay? So see you all then. Talk to you all then, and have a wonderful day. Bye for now.